This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, holy shit balls. We're doing it. We're doing it. We're yeah. together. We are together, together at last. It's been I, uh, over a year since we recorded in person. I think so. I had to like re- just reteach myself how to do all the uh, the equipment and technic- technicality the, stuff. We love technology. You know. Um, yeah, no. We, I mean, definitely not since before you moved. No, it's true. We haven't yeah. recorded in this house. So we're like, A, we're popping the cherry at the house, mm-hmm. the new house that, you know. You're- Fairly almost it's been a year since we bought it, but yeah. So it's been over a year since we Yay. recorded together in person, and it's so fun uh, to be able to do this to look at your actual face. I know. And guys, if if anyone you know wants to hop on over at um, Patreon.com/slash/RomCrime, next episode will be only uh, for for Patreons only. It mm-hmm. will be a video live, and we're doing sort of a fun holiday extravaganza yes a little patreon video party uh-huh but if you're just a listener and you don't want to throw us some money which is totally fine and fair you will get it audio the next week right for sure but this today we are um covering another i can't help myself uh, we're anyways we'll get to it we're, I'm, we're covering single single all the, all way. the way yeah single all the way just the most joyful holiday movie in ages i feel like i yeah. well we well i'll let you we'll do get your thing it. first we'll get into no, it we but. Just, so but yeah so we are approaching we we're approaching the holidays as you guys know it is december we're in like the what third week of it at this point yeah when this comes out yeah I'm trying to yeah by the way did you did i tell you my kids have three weeks of vacation oh my god they're home with me for three weeks oh so you don't get any christmas vacation no it's not fair three weeks when do they go back here's the thing they go back the like second week of january so that's why so they get like the whole first week of january off i don't remember that from when i was in school you know it's interesting but i think here it's almost year-round school gotcha so their summer break is only like a month and a half i think oh okay i could be wrong we got three months so yeah but it's just shocking to me i was like oh crap okay here we go we're gonna figure it out they do have um child care but i just am like 
Well, well hopefully you won't have to work too much over at least two of those weeks. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just disappointed. Um, but, but no, I'm kidding. I love them and I love hanging out with them, but the, it is tr- it's trying. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, all the teachers are like, we just can't wait. And I know a lot of our listeners are teachers like, my sister, Sylvia, I know you're a teacher and I know you need your break, but dear God, they're all like, you know, they always send like funny memes on the like right. parent square thing. And I'm like, ugh. No, I'm not looking for. I mean, I am. It's fine. <laughs> sorry, I digress. But how was how's your week? Anything exciting um, happening? I actually have the most exciting. Well, not the most exciting news to maybe these people, but for me, my little, my littlest sister of my little sisters. I have three baby sisters. Yeah. So my babyest baby sister had a baby today. Oh my god! And um, yeah, it was. It's we're all over the moon. So she had a little boy. Oh, named Simon my and um, my heart is bursting so I might actually be like uber weepy when we're just talking about like wonderful holiday feel good stuff because I'm like I'm living it a little yes. bit yeah oh man I congratulations to Lainey yes and and Tom and Tom yeah they're both parents it's true but you know she's the one that pushed the baby out of her yes Vagina. she did do that <laughs> um so good on you and secondly I do want to mention you know she used to actually like years ago when I had my little baby she was one of the people who watched I know my my new daughter when she was little yeah she has very fond memories of your little lady yeah my gassy little lady <laughs> I love you um I have a story this does not in in any way top the birth of your My newest nephew, nephew. <laughs> but um I just like to make sure that if anyone's on the fence of having children I mm-hmm. can steer you maybe on one side or the other I don't know <laughs> but so my four-year-old's been a way big a-hole lately mm-hmm. and I I I can't handle like it's like terrible twos three-nager now what's four I don't know I think like Fuck four. Yeah, like fuck the four. I hate it. I hate that I hate it. And it's just, anyways, it's really stressful. If he's tired or hungry or it's just the cranky level is crazy and he's... Right. But anyways, I can't get shoes on him. I can't get out of the house. I've been alone with the kids. So my husband's on... Oh, that's on right, too. You also were... Working. You were yeah. single parenting for a hot second for there. Like, like a yeah, week and a, a half. big ass time frame for me. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I'm, you know, we were late to school every day because I couldn't get shoes on this kid. And we're finally leaving the house to go drop off my daughter somewhere. And we get all the way. I'm talking like 45 minutes to an hour away from our home. Get to take him out of the car. He has no shoes or socks on. I have no idea. I I must have in my head thought that I I had some in the car or grabbed some. There was nothing. So I had to like, he wanted to walk, of course, his strong attitude. He was like, I don't want to, don't carry me. And you're like, but you're barefoot. Yeah. And we're in public. Exactly. And it's also kind of chilly. It's chilly. It's chilly in LA. And I'm like, also, it's in a Los Angeles sidewalk, dude. I don't want you. But he did anyways, because he broke me. And I was like, fine, just walk. (laughs) Anyways, after I dropped her off, I was right by Ikea. And guys, it's a far from my house. So I was like, I really want to go to Ikea. I'm like, what can I do? Well, I found his tap shoes. (laughs) And so I put his tap shoes on him and he tapped through Ikea. Amazing, and he almost killed himself. And I was like, I think, I think I'd get worse looks if I if I had just had like a no shoeless shoes. kid. I kind of love the idea that you were like, all right, if I have to suffer this four year old, all of IKEA I know. will suffer with me <laughs> with a tap true. dancing toddler. <laughs> it's true. And if you guys know me, oh, 
it was whatever. But I got some good things. Ikea has, you know. Some good stuff. They do. I love their bowls. I love their oh, yeah. certain little cups. They've got little, this little squeegee that you can use in the. In the shower? Yeah, I got one of those. Oh, yeah. So. A little squeegee shower. Yeah. Ooh, or shower squeegee. Yeah. Shower squeegee. And they've got some cute Christmassy stuff. If you're, if you celebrate Christmas, I got some. Um, cute wrapping paper and different things. Anyways, uh, I love the, I, the image of like, of your little boy tap dancing through IKEA. Yeah. Fills me with joy. I know. With I was such just like, joy. I'm just leaning in. I I kind of was like, you know, I don't even care. I'm sure people were like that lady, that mother, but I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. At some point, you just have to like get through your day. That's right. You just gotta do what you gotta do. <sighs> Good lord. But this is my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. Avern. Thank you. I love doing this with you. Also, to me, it is the greatest escape. Yes. And, it really is, and this, especially this movie that we're gonna, that you are going to talk about. I love that I'm like taking oh, partial no. ownership. Because, Let's do it together because I love it's it. brand new, and yeah. I so I had to watch. I'm it. so glad you did. No, well, no, because I I had I mean I feel bad trying to ever try to think I could you know understand something without seeing it by just yeah. reading about it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna, and also I wanted to watch it. Yes, yeah. it's got the best cast ever, and there will be spoilers. So oh, single yeah. all the way, available on Netflix. Came out December second, but there we will have some spoilers. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna go through every single detail. But here's the thing: I think you could listen to us and then watch it and mm-hmm. still enjoy it, or you could pause us, go watch it, and, and listen come back. To us. So but I, way. I think I. I feel like I read a little bit about it before I was like, no, I'm going to watch this to make sure that I yeah. get the full feelings of it. And there were some spoilers and it, a little spoiler does not ruin the not feels of this film. No, because one thing they mentioned in some of the reviews lots, but the tropes, the rom-com trope is like really adhered to. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not not a lot of surprises. Like you could probably guess a bunch of things. Exactly what's going to happen. But it's, yeah. it's like sparkly delightful. That's how I yeah, think Yeah, and it, the, it just, it's so fun that the journey and funny the journey of getting to where we already know we're going. Yeah, totally. Is this a, it's a fun one. I love it so much. Okay, so I'm going to start with some stats. All right, this tell movie. us the stats of the movie. Okay, Single All the Way is a 2021 Canadian Christmas rom-com film directed by Michael Mayer and written by Chad Hodge. The plot follows a young gay man, Michael Urie, Peter, he plays Peter, who convinces his best friend, Philemon Chambers, adorable, so Nick, cute. played he, his character's name is Nick, to pretend to be his boyfriend when he goes home for Christmas, only to be set up on a blind date by his mother. Uh-oh. Mm. Uh, let's see. Critics praise the film's depiction of gay characters in an everyday setting, but criticize the script's usage of tropes common to the Christmas romantic comedy film genre. Well, let's just see about that. <laughs> well, also, I mean... Those tropes are what make the, these kinds of movies what they are. 100%. So if you take those away, then you're not making this kind of a movie. 100%. I agree with you. Bring um, on the tropes is what we're saying. Bring on the tropes. Okay, so I've got, I, I think it's fun. I'm going to find, I found some scathing reviews and some <laughs> a variety. I can't wait to hear it. Okay, so let's start with BuzzFeed reports. Single All the Way is the cheery and cheesy holiday rom-com that gays never really had before. Netflix's first gay Christmas rom-com is a cute and safe tale of two best friends falling in love amid a family hungry for love. That's fun. (laughs) Snarky Twin on Twitter said, So Single All the Way is legit hallmark but gay and good with a side of shits and I need more. A side of shits, is that like the shout out to the Shits Creek actress? That's I think movie? so, okay. yeah. And I think I was watching this movie with my husband. I'm pretty sure they filmed in Toronto because it's a bunch of Canadians. Canadian actors. Well, yeah, it's it a is Canadian. Canadian. Film. Didn't I? I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, all right. It's all right. The Guardian, which. 
consistently is the snarkiest amongst yeah, the reviewers. Yeah, is that the ones that were like super mean about poor Jack Black? Yeah. And then didn't they also refer to Jude Law as like people stuff, stuff from nightmares? Like a serial killer. Yeah. But yes, Someone that was like our me last is episode. Someone like the Guardian. They're like, there's <laughs> darkness here. Or they're like, you guys, whoever's writing critiques of rom-coms really shit on them. So anyways, the, the, the Guardian said about Single All the Way, the fight, actually kind of like this though, the fight for basic rights apparently should also include the fight for the right to be basic. Oh! <laughs> okay, so what they mean though is, yeah, they should have the right to have a basic freaking rom-com. Yeah, like a rom-com that's the same formula as all other rom-coms. Nobody gets murdered. You know, there's no like big dilemma. Okay, so yeah. Everyone's nice. Yeah. There's and like no, not a bad person in this. Yeah, and that's the fucking that's the Excuse my language. Okay, the New York Times also was a little dickish. They said this Netflix holiday rom-com rests its family-friendly shenanigans on a display of chemistry that never materializes. <gasps> Ouch. I disagree. I disagree, too. They can just suck my D. I really, I felt the chemistry. I thought so, too. I Listen, no. I'm like sad over here. I'm like, oh. Uh-uh, they not did, today. They did do it. They got, not, they got there they for did. me. And I believed it. Listen, agreed. And it depends on what kind of person you are. You know, critics got a critic. Critique. That's, That's what true. I always say, right? Critics got a critique. Okay, this one is a Google audience review from Mr. Higgins. Oh, Mr. Higgins. Uh-huh. Eh? And he says, the acting, eh. The chemistry, meh. Predictable Christmas movie, which is fine. But I'm giving this movie five stars. As a person in the LGBTQ plus community, we just do not see cheesy, modern, pining, happy, rom-com, happy ending gay movies very often at all. Especially not interracial. He goes on to say, Mr. Higgins goes on to say, Mm -hmm. Hi, Mr. Higgins. Mm -hmm. Overall, I'm extremely pleased that finally a piece of fiction got it right. And see... It wasn't even that hard. No gays cheated on each other. No black people or gay people died. No prejudice for the sake of dilemma. Just a sweet, mediocre Christmas movie. (laughs) Now, is that so hard? See, no one (laughs) needed to get hurt. Except maybe that hot guy on the blind date. But he seemed like he'd recover. So I thought that was funny. That is funny. And also accurate. Yeah, so that was his. I had to end on his because I was like, okay, this is an audience member. This isn't like a critic. Right, this is just someone who was watching who was like, the movie was mediocre. I don't think that because I just, I don't know, maybe I was just in the right place. Yeah. It's the holidays. I was just feeling this movie. So I didn't think it was mediocre at all. I thought it was lovely. <laughs> Love that. Love it so much. So I want to walk through some notable moments. Okay. And and listen, if you, if there's something that um I miss, please just interject oh, yeah, yeah. because it was, it's really fun. Um, Obviously, this movie takes place around the holidays mm-hmm. and we see Peter who is played by Michael Yuri, which was in I took Ugly me a Betty Ugly Betty took yeah. me a minute I'm like why do I know this guy mm-hmm. um, and he's used to playing kind of like a snarkish character I think it, that took me a second to get out of right. oh yeah because like, his character on Ugly Betty was yeah like the snarky assistant yeah, yeah. so and he's not snarky in this he's no. very um, honest or you know yeah. so he's he is working essentially in advertising making social media campaigns right he's like a social media strategist that's right and he's you know taking instagram shots we you know we open in on like a photography session or whatever um but his true love is his plants he even has a separate instagram account for mm-hmm. his plants and he just yearns one day that he can make a pat that he can make his passion for plants his career or right like he wants to have a plant store. Exactly. Yeah. And this is like, you know, 
We, and L.A. is chock full of plant stores, so I understand why he's not right. Like jumping to try to open up another one. That's right. This it takes place in L.A. That's right. Mm-hmm. And he, but he's bummed. And it's funny because he does. He also mentions he wants he wants to move back home someday to New Hampshire to be closer to his family. Yeah, he comes from a very close family. That's yeah. true, which was great. That's a fun element in this film. I like that too. He has a very hot, sweet roommate called Nick, who was is an author. And wrote children's book about his books about his dog, yeah, Elliot. And but he also works for Task Rabbit. He's like a task. He's very handy. Yeah, he's so hot. He's a sexy handyman. <laughs> um, and but it okay. So the Task Rabbit thing will be important in a second. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would I would die to have a roommate that was that handy. Right, and that nice. Yeah. And that hot. They wouldn't end up just being your roommate. Mm-mm. Spoiler no. alert. Exactly. <laughs> so Peter is supposed to go home for the holidays with his new cardiac surgeon boyfriend. But when Nick is task rabbiting, I don't know if that's a... I think that's right. Yep. Task rabbiting at a local couple's home. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's actually the house of Peter's boyfriend, the cardiac surgeon, and Peter's boyfriend's wife. So the guy is married. With kids. Yeah. But also in a relationship with Peter on the side. So, of course, as a good friend, Told. you tell your yeah. friend, like, hey, your boyfriend's actually married with kids. And he had to, of course. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that you do. That is insanity. I know, I know this happens. Uh, double it, life. It sucks. And it's just not fair to the person. And I think I liked in this movie that they got through that really quick. Really fast. Yeah, he broke up with him immediately. And that was it. Yeah, he cut. Yeah, exactly. He was like the phone call. He's like, just don't do it to anybody else and hangs yeah. up. And now he's like, God damn it. Because he had already at this point kind of time his mom yeah. and, and his, his sister, um, who is he's got two sisters. One is played by Schitt's Creek. Um, hold on. I wrote it down. Let's. Oh, overall, I'm exclusive. Uh, yes, yes, yes. God bless us, you guys. Um, I did. <laughs> God print, bless print. us, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so now Peter has no one to take home for Christmas. So he convinces his roommate Nick to come with him back to New Hampshire. And Peter asks him to pretend to be his boyfriend. And Nick is like, uh, I don't know, man. Kind of. Right. Because they've basically been roommates and best friends for nine years. Nine years. Right. And so he knows his family. And right. he's like, I don't, his family loves him. I don't know if I want to lie to your family just exactly. so that you don't have to be single at Christmas this year. But because he's. The best roommate ever. Yeah. He puts his dog in a doggy daycare, mm-hmm. and which <laughs> throughout the movie, he's like checking the cameras in the doggy daycare. And this place is freaking Fancy. It's amazing. Yeah. I also, I think maybe I, I just loved this, this character yeah. so much. And maybe the, the obsession with his dog was a big part of it for me where I was like, I get, I feel you. Yeah. I would be checking in on my dog. Re- is right. a dog hotel? I want to go to the dog hotel. I know. I want to um, stay There was the one point hotel. where he's like swimming in a pool, the dog. is It's like incredible. Okay. So now let's go through Peter's family, you know, and mm-hmm. who the actors are because that is really important. We've got mom named Carol who likes to be called Christmas Carol during the holidays. She actually insists upon it. <laughs> um, played by Kathy Najimi. Yeah. Who's great in this. From Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. and soon to be Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, that's I know. Right. It's in the works. Um, we have dad, Harry, played by Barry Bostwick, who is... Do you know the fun old older actor who started his career of um, as Brad Majors in the Rocky Horror Picture Show? I did know that. Oh, I was like, what? I did. I did know that, but I mean, I am obsessed with. The Rocky I recently, Horror Picture Show. yes, yeah. I love it too, but I just didn't put two and two together. And well, he's very young. In in Rocky in Horror. Rocky Horror. Yeah. yeah, he looks much different. He's like, but I, you, I, he's also like he's he's one of those actors too that I feel like has been kind of like 
in everything. Everything. I yeah. have just, I started watching, um, I think it was my mom or my sister was saying to watch the new Doogie Howser on Disney. Oh, and he's have in you that? Watched, he's no, in that. Well, I didn't even first... know they had done that. Oh, it's actually really good. Another story, guys, but I don't know what it's called, but it's set in Hawaii and the girl is a I mean, oh, the, the doctor. doctor is a girl. All right, and it's she's it's not it's not called Doogie Hauser, but they do right. make that reference a lot because they call her Doogie in the hospital. Mm. I digress, and I'm so sorry. Fun to be ADHD. Okay, so we also okay. So the sister, the oldest sister, played by her name is Lisa in the in the show, um, played by J- Shits Creek. Shits Creek's Jennifer Robinson, who was the the mayor's wife. Exactly, she yeah. was so she is funny so funny, that. and she's brings a very similar energy to this movie. Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, is she gonna like be real for a second? But she's kind of like on, you on. know, she has kids. She they own a bar. Yep, she so and she, her husband run a like a the local bar. And I feel like I feel like if I was to play a character, I'd probably be playing this character. Right? Yeah, because I'm just like. Always running, always going. She's kooky, and I love her. I, I I enjoyed it. If I didn't play this character, though, I would. I was gonna say because then that means I get to play the yeah. character you're about to yeah. tell us about. <laughs> Jen Coolidge. She plays Aunt Sandy, and who she's is the most fun. Um, uh, guys, if you're not into rom coms, it's fine. I I don't hate you. It's I don't hate anybody. I don't. I, well, I hate some people, but I don't hate you. But watch this movie for Jennifer Coolidge. If you don't like rom-coms, it doesn't matter. Watch Mm-mm. it for her. Yeah. Like, you can fast forward through every other scene and you will still just laugh out loud so many times. It's, okay, we're going to get to her because I have to, I have to, we have to do like something special for her at the end because it's just like, oh my God. Okay. It's everything. So, so Peter's mom sets him up. Once he, once they get there, Peter and Nick are there talking to the family mm-hmm. and Quickly, the dad has um, Nick helping him. With his pipes. <laughs> with his pipes. He was like, wow, you know, how you're gay. How did you become so good at this? And <laughs> Nick is like, oh, you know, YouTube videos and HGTV. Right. And then the dad's like, what is that? Homosexual gay network TV now? <laughs> he was like, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Basically, and then he's yes. like, wait, is it porn? And he's like, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. Cause it's beautiful house porn. It's my kind of porn. It's like. A lot of people's kind of God damn, I love HGTV. So yeah, so before they even get a chance to lie right. and say that they're in a fake relationship, yes. mom springs this whole idea of a blind date on Peter and then horrifying to Peter, Nick is like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Like basically sh- like shits all over their plan immediately and that surprised takes me. it off the table. But I liked it too though. He didn't no, want to lie. Yeah. Yeah. This is why he's, we love you, Nick. Yeah. Um. So, but he, so they the blind date is with her spinning instructor, James, played by Ernest and very cute Luke McFarlane. Um, let's see. Lots of talk happens about moving back home. And why do you avoid love? That's the mom Right, because he's their perpetually single child, yeah. which I'm just like, ouch, guys, back off. I know. But clearly, you know, he obviously does have some aversion to taking any real risks when it comes to relationships. For sure. Like he talks about, he's like, you're my plants. I love you. Cause you never hurt me or whatever. Right. You don't cheat on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. But, yeah. um, I thought this was really funny. Cause I feel like this is just typical mom of like a, a queer child where it's like, so I'm reading a book. It's called Loving Your LGBTQ. She doesn't say Q. Cute. She says it like your LGBT. Yeah. Child. And he's like, I think you mean LGBTQ. She's like, yes, no, yes. I just, Kathy is, Kathy She's Najimy great is in this movie. so fucking funny. And what? she and Barry Bostwick have, I thought, just really lovely chemistry. Yeah. As the, the whole family had great chemistry. So you believe that they're a family. I agree. And, a, and since it's just as much a movie about somebody kind of wanting to return home, mm-hmm. 
that was good. I agree. That was good. Yeah, it'd be Did weird like, if it was oh, like. That was so profound. That was good. That's my take. It was good, guys. It was so good. Sometimes profound is simple, and I agree. Okay, okay. The rest of the movie, you can essentially predict, okay? So I'm going to, I am going to cross over or skip over some stuff, but. So if you want to come back, let me know. But Peter realizes almost too late that it's not the hot local dude. That Who is he hot be and is nice. With. But he is hot. He is Nick. He, or he is Nick. Nope. He's not Nick. He is James. But he's also like the ski instructor. Like he moved to the town in New Hampshire because apparently there's right. not a lot of gay people in the town. Because the town is really small, yeah. which I can tell you a little bit more about after. Oh, I'm excited. When so, I was doing my research. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. So we have. Yeah. So he's a spin instructor in the town and then goes a up on the weekend. ski instructor. Pretty sexy, So right? sexy stuff. And yeah. nice. Yeah, and yeah. like definitely into Peter. Yeah. So actually he's like, I got him feel bad for him. Well, here's the, th- the one thing I feel like because it is the genre it is, this didn't happen. But I'd be like, I mean, there were some adorable kisses, but I'm like, I kind of wanted a sex scene. But that's just me. I yeah. always want a sex scene. Why not? I know. Throw a sex scene in there. People have sex during the holidays. It's like, true. Like a lot. Like remember there's a scene where uh, James is, or I think maybe Peter's dropping him off. Yeah. And, and he invites like, him to come inside. I mean, that could have been a good. Yeah. But moment. he's like, oh, actually I haven't spent any time with my family. And that's when you immediately know that he's just not into this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like as much as he thinks he should be, he's yeah. not. Because, because you, you would... go upstairs. Exactly. Just quickly. I mean, just yeah. real. I think anyways, I would have. Even if I wasn't to somebody else, I'd be like, right. I'm single. Just do it. But he's been single all the way. So, um, okay. Where are we here? So, so yeah. I'm, so, I did love the moment. Oh, my gosh. I love the moment that Peter, as Gunkle, gay mm-hmm. uncle, for anyone, you know, who doesn't know, recreates a dance he and his nieces made up when the girls were little. I love, I know. Choreographed. Uh, anybody who knows me, you just know. I love it. I used to do dances, like makeup dances with my sister, oh, my cousins, here. my friends. Yep. We would spend hours practicing dance routines we made up if okay so i'm gonna say something if i can get my daughter to memorize this dance with me i will put it on the social media yes please do i don't normally like to put her on anything but i think she'd do it with me so anyways they do this dance and they do it to the song which i'm like thank you i needed to be reminded of this song britney spears my only wish this year is what it's called Oh my gosh, I Santa, forgot all about it too. Can you hear yeah. Me? Oh, I'm a baby, baby, baby. And so the dance good. is cute, and they're all cute. Yeah. And at sidebar, though, it's interesting. So the nieces in said dance, their whole function in this film, other than to be part of this like very adorable, happy, close knit family, yes. is that they are obsessed from the moment that Peter and Nick arrive with the idea that Peter and Nick need to be together, and they make it their Christmas mission. Yeah. To get them to can like admit that they're in love with each other, even though there's seemingly no real motivation on their part for any of it. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, I don't it's understand. Like the family is just obsessed with getting yeah. Peter coupled. Yeah, and so I it took me a minute to just be like, I'm just gonna let, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna lean into this yeah. and be like, it's cool that these teenage girls are not at all interested in their own dramas. They just really want to sabotage the blind date guy yeah. and make sure. That Peter and Nick admit that they're in love. And guess what they do? Okay. And they succeed. Yeah. So mission accomplished, ladies. So this, so that's kind of what I have, but I have to, so I really needed to focus on Jennifer Coolidge, mm-hmm. um, her character, what she's all about. So Aunt Sandy is the local theater, probably like all, she does all the arts of the small town. Right. Like she, everyone knows her. In town is she's like the theater. She even yes. has like an almost an affected voice. Yep, she does. She, she talks in that Jennifer Coolidge 
voice, which she then adds like an air of like, I speak like an actor. Yes, she and, does. Yeah, and she's hilarious and she's wearing very loud, wonderful clothing. And she costumes. enters the room singing Joy to the World. <laughs> yes. And what is she? I, th- I read that she did the Mariah Carey version, but I think it's the Whitney Houston she said She said in the movie it was the Whitney version. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. She's like, I was just listening. Sorry I'm late, everyone, yeah. but I was just listening to... Whitney Houston's Joy to the World. And I had a revelation. That's right. It must be in my show. Oh, oh my God. She's wearing like Christmas ornaments as earrings. Which she stole from her sister's tree. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's directing the Christmas 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 pageant, whatever it is. Yeah, the nativity play. She's calling it Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) It's so funny. And she's in it too. And she's like the narrator. Throughout this, she's like... As they're doing rehearsals, because the rehearsals are sort of like spliced into the movie here and there. She's like, she's like she is not a nice lady at little kids, which mm-hmm. I was just laughing my ass off. Yeah. Because I did community theater, I did mm-hmm. as, as a young kid. There's always like a director or someone taking it. Oh, so seriously. Yes. But I'm not going to say way too seriously because, you know, shit demands If you're going to actually yeah. make people sit and watch something, you do need to eventually get it down. Yeah. It's like learning. Yeah. She yells at the kids for learning their, for not learning Yeah. And she lines. says that she's going to do all of their lines for them. Oh. And she's screaming at them. But I kind of love that she was a little bit terrifying. Yes. But also so fabulous. I read one review. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't include it because I was like, Mm-mm, no. They, where they talked a little shit about they're like just let Jennifer Coolidge do her funny thing like they they boxed her in a corner uh, because her lines were boring or something like that and I was like I don't think so I think that this gave her a, a chance to play a different kind of character like yeah why does everybody want the same cookie yeah. cutter shit let I'm like, her be like a little bit unhinged and maybe the only frightening element in this movie at times because there's nothing else nothing scary happens and she isn't really scary she's scary in that way that like your mean aunt is scary yeah or your mean grandma is scary just like every family has got one yeah yeah you know i hope it's not me i think no it's not me (laughs) i think it might be me (laughs) um uh yeah because i'm i always feel like i'm a safe place for people that blow up so lots of shit always happens around me whenever i'm home (laughs) i love you guys Mm -hmm. i'm here i'm i'm you know i'm safe for you um let's see oh oh god you guys before the show because they have the you know the actual show where everybody goes right and watches it jesus h christ jesus h which by the way she well no we'll get there before the show she gives the cast a pep talk (laughs) and it ends up being madonna's pre-show prayer from truth or dare which i peed because i loved that movie as a kid right oh you guys i will insert it it's but yeah it's hilarious she does this whole thing and then peter leans over to nick and is like word for word madonna's word for word. Her. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so see that was fun guys yeah it's such a fun movie it was one of those things where i was kind of caught off guard by how much yes. i was just delighted by it i agree to the world the lord is come let earth receive her king. It's not because the gays know theater. It's because the gays just know how to do stuff. You know, I mean, they're survivors. And for some reason, you're always obsessed with me. Well, he's going on a date. What? Like from Grinder? No. Oh my Jesus H. Christ. I know. I know. 
No, that's the title of my play. Oh. All the world's a stage, and most of us are desperately under-rehearsed. Hmm. Who said that? Wasn't Shakespeare. Who? I can't remember, that's why I asked. Oh. Could have been Captain Kangaroo. He was smart. <laughs> Try that. No one's listening! Listen! 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 But I just thought everyone should know that the pageant is a giant load of crap on a stick. Nancy Michelson, she just came up to me and she said, your show is so damn good, it needs to go on tour. Oh, congratulations. It was, really was a great show, Sam. You agree that it should go on tour? What? Oh, oh my God. And then, you know what? I think it should be a national tour. Okay. And this time, Ellen Green can be my understudy. Oh, be right back, or not. I've been making eyes with a very handsome man, and now it's time to land the plane. Um, oh, at the end of the film, sh- so they're all at the bar, mm-hmm. and they're celebrating, and she hits on the guy. She doesn't know. She hits on the guy that Peter went on the blind date with, and when she finds out he plays for the other team, which, because the mo- Car- yeah. Christmas Carol comes over, and she's like, oh, no, no, yeah. see? And it's so funny. The language is the language Christmas Carol, the mom uses, mm-hmm. is as if she's read the book and is learning how to say things correctly. Right. Yeah. You she's know? really into like being right and like yeah. doing things the right way. Listen, I would be too. I'd be like, teach me how to sit, talk about you. Yeah. I, I would support you in every anyway. But so, um, but then she casually turns to her sister Carol, smiles, and turns back back to him, saying. You never know. People are in all kinds of things, which is true. Which is true. Yeah, you, you know, not everybody's just not, the world is not black and white people. That's right. Um, okay, let's see. Before I finish, I have to mention, okay, I have to mention, this is, okay. Oh, I'm excited. What do you have to mention? The band at the end of the movie. Oh, yes. Okay. It's led by the character. Character is called Kevin. He's the snow snowplow guy. He spends all year writing a song for this Christmas party to perform in the bar each each every year uh, every year he spends his whole year working on a number mm-hmm. so he too is a theater person that's right he also he's also a notary which this is what Peter's <laughs> small, is. Town. Yeah. small town yeah he's an and an animal psychic <laughs> <laughs> and he sings a song he actually sings two songs but he's singing a song when we are watching the credits before actually oh. it's in the background and it's called Mrs. Claus and it is fucking flawless. Now, I looked it up. Oh, is it the first time he sings? Yeah, not the one at the end? Okay. Exactly. So they're at the bar. It's like the last section of the movie where right. they're sitting there. And he's singing about Mrs. Claus. It's really good. I'm going to put a little bit on there. The um, as I, So I go down this rabbit hole. I'm like, what? Who is this? Like, I know this guy. I know he's from old school. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Um, it's called. He was he was in his his actual name is Dan Finnerty. And he has a band called the Dan Band. And remember, I think it was old school when he's like, I fucking need you tonight. Or oh, was that yeah. Hangover? Uh, it might have been. I can't remember. Anyways, but I know what you're saying. Yes. So I, I've always loved this guy from like the early 2000s. He's always he, he's an actor as well. But he pops up singing and doing like. Right. Because he has a great voice. Parody type songs. Um, and I found out. He wrote the song. Yeah. Okay. So and so he actually wrote that song a couple years ago, Mrs. Claus. Um, and I found on YouTube him singing it and Bridget Jones doing an interpretive dance to it. 
because I love you, Bridget Jones. Oh my God. I have seen her so many times perform, um, uh, downtown at the, oh my God, what's the theater? You know, it's like right across from Indochine. Oh. Anyways, the public. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw her perform at the public like three times. We, when I worked for Patrick Hines as Mm. the producer of theater people, I got to interview her or, you know, I was with them. Right. So anyways, I love you, Bridget Everett. I follow you anywhere. And to, to know that this guy, Dan Finnerty is connected makes me so happy. Yes. That you guys make music videos together. But I'm not done. Oh, this is not the most interesting thing about Dan Finnerty. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. He is married to Kathy Najimi. <gasps> Get out! Since 1998, I was like, my mind is blown. He is 13 years younger than her. Go, Kathy. Get it, Kathy. Um, they have a daughter named Samia who has a gorgeous voice. And again, I went down another rabbit hole. Right. Um, she has her own music career. And honestly, I just bought some merch because I was like, I want a sweater that says Samia on it. And yeah. her voice is beautiful. Anyways, yeah, did some stalking on Spotify. Um, I'm her new fan. And then now I'm done. That was it. Amazing. But I couldn't believe it. I was like, this redheaded guy is married to Kathy Najimi. And yeah. as I looked at his credits, he has a small role in Hocus Pocus too, as well. Uh, maybe that's where they met. Or wait, were they already married when that was made? They, I don't think so, because that was in nine. Well, actually, when was Hocus Pocus? So they got 90s. married in 1998. I don't know. But I love that. I love that they're together. Yeah, I like to think that they met on the set of Hocus Pocus. Let's now that, that I know that they're married. Well, they're gonna, you know, and you know, she's probably always like, well, my husband could do yeah. another part for you guys, as as she should. Um, thank you, Vanya. You're welcome. That was so much fun, and I loved, loved, loved this movie. So thank you for suggesting it. So, as you know, I often then take the movie and I'm like okay how do I turn this into like a like how can I tell a true crime tale that I can tie back to the film so I went down a few different avenues I um I looked I literally just typed in the town Bridgewater New Hampshire and was like murder um there was (laughs) one okay but it didn't happen in Bridgewater because Bridgewater is in fact a super small town with a population of less than 2,000 people and it doesn't seem like there's that much crime there, which means that movie was very accurate in their depiction of what that town was like. So then I was like, okay, well, that won't work. And then I thought, um, has anyone ever like murdered someone just because they're sick of being single? That got me nowhere, guys. That wasn't the best idea I'd right. ever had. Then I went so far as to be like, aunt, nephew, crime duos, <laughs> just because I was obsessed with Aunt Sandy. So I was yeah. like, if I could tie this into her, I'll do anything. I even went as far because in the movie, she's... Her claim to fame is that she was um, Audrey's understudy in the original production of Little Shop of, of Horror. So Ellen Green's understudy. Yeah. So I tried to see if there was a real life story of an understudy murdering some, oh. an actor to get a part. That doesn't, that's apparently not actually ever happened mm. that we know of. Just in the movie or just, in like Murder, yeah, She Wrote just or whatever. Murder, She Wrote yeah. and um, Law and Order SVU episodes or regular Law and Order episodes. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be SVU, Evan. Sorry. It's just the one that's the still on air that I, that, I, that I watch currently, actually. Um, and then I... I thought about doing something with a double life, like the mean bad doctor in the beginning. And every story I found, I was just like, oh, that movie just made me like laugh and then cry happy tears. And everything I'm reading is just like making me not, I can't tie it. So I decided to do something a little different because this movie brought me so much joy. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell a crime story. The only link is that these are kooky, crazy Aunt Sandy style crimes. <laughs> They're very offbeat, a little terrifying at times, 
hilarious at times. <laughs> so we'll just say that these are the um, the Aunt Sandy equivalent. Oh uh, so God. I've got a cu- five different crazy Christmas crimes that I'm going to take you okay. through, Vanya, that I got I from um, an article from Medium, which was written by a dude named Michael Anarino. And um, I don't need to read the first part. That's just the just the story. So story number one, the case of the drunken Christmas float driver in Columbia, South Carolina, South Carolina. I just <laughs> joked. I'm not going to be able to read this first Oops, I'm part. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. OK, so basically there is a Christmas parade in um, Columbia, South Carolina every year. And in 2006, um, things kind of went off the rails. So it turns out that just before the event began, uh, this person named Rogers, David Allen Rogers, began consuming alcohol. Um, He was also, by the way, going to be driving a float. (laughs) Um, That's important to the story. So (laughs) um, as mentioned before, Rogers, eventually he broke formation. I didn't mention it before because it's covered up. Should I try to pull it up on my phone so I can actually read it? Sorry, guys. There was just a little... um, blockage in my notes that I printed but it's very easy for me to find I got it oh and it's here look at us we're moving look we're at quick. us using okay here we internet. go so the first story on our <laughs> list of the craziest Christmas crimes takes us back 13 years during the Anderson Christmas Parade in 2006 onlookers were in for quite a surprise so the celebration endured quite a ruckus when one of the floats broke formation and sped off down main street with passengers still on top oh no. of the float oh no. during the parade 42 <gasps> year old david allen rogers was tasked with helming the affirmation float the float set voyage with multiple people atop it including the asshole rogers own child oh my god but as it turns out just before the event began rogers began consuming alcohol which police later discovered in his vehicle opened and partially so he was not just drinking before he was drinking whilst driving oh my the float god. um eventually breaking formation during the parade and he took the float speeding up the road and blasted right through a red traffic <gasps> light the frightening ordeal forced one of the people on board to call 911 remember there are people on the float yes, you guys so they're calling 911 from the float However, the police, when the police arrived, Rogers just kept driving for three miles before eventually being like, oh, I should uh, pull over. Unfortunately, the chaos did not stop what? there. Oh, my God. So once Rogers finally pulls the float over, he attempts to assault a police <gasps> officer at the scene. Eventually, he is subdued and faced with over three dozen charges, which included DUI, assaulting an officer, and 18 counts oh. of kidnapping. <laughs> so... If a runaway Christmas float and 18 counts of kidnapping don't equate to one of the craziest Christmas crimes of all times, then this author does not know what does. And this author's name, again, is Michael Anarino. That's insane. Like, why would you do that to your child? Oh, I mean, the guy's definitely a POS. Yeah. But I, I and just drunk, quite quite oh, I would, drunk. If I was on top of that float, I'd be freaking oh God, out. I would probably like jump off. I, I mean, know. I don't know how big the float was. That's my fantasy too. I just find a yeah. safe. Uh, I feel like you're gonna have a lot of opinions oh, about this next one. <laughs> okay. Um, or maybe no, yeah, no. This is not the same one that I thought, but this is another one. So the case of the bank robbing Santa Claus in Southern California. I read so many of these that there's another one that took place in Northern California in San Francisco, (laughs) and it was during SantaCon. So I thought you would have thoughts, but this is actually completely different. I definitely have thoughts about SantaCon. Right? Just f SantaCon. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So the next stop on our guide of craziest Christmas crimes uh, dates back over 30 years. So it's mid-April of 1988 when 45-year-old Michael J. Anderson escaped from federal prison. Oh. 
So following his escape, such so as so weird, that was the Anderson Christmas Parade, and now we're talking about Michael J. Anderson. Uh-huh. So following his escape, Anderson goes on a spree of robberies. He robbed around 33 Southern California banks before police finally arrested him in La Puente. Police were only able to locate him thanks to a tip from someone who recognized him from wanted posters, which appeared in the local newspaper at the time. Anderson earned the moniker the Santa Claus Bandit because of his long grayish white hair and gray beard that he wore during many of the robberies. Upon arrival at the La Puente residence, police arrested both Anderson and the owner of the home, 40-year-old Ernest Martinez. They arrested Anderson on robbery charges as well as a federal arrest warrant and Martinez on the other hand was charged with violating his parole. I feel like that one wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Well, so there was one where a guy in San Francisco on during SantaCon uh-huh. got dressed up like Santa like hundreds of other drunk idiots do mm. on that day mm. or sorry not they're not all idiots but they behaved like that yeah, that day. Sure. Um, robbed a bank and then slipped back out onto the street into a bunch of Santa Clauses and was never found. That's a story I thought I was wow. just going to read to you. But that's okay. That's okay. This next one actually does feel like one that maybe Aunt Sandy would do to her new boyfriend. Because, <laughs> oh, she totally hooks up with that singer, right? Yeah. In the movie? For sure. For okay. sure. And by the way, the singer, I miss, I'd miss this, but he also sings singled all the way and they, he wrote the song. So you can actually find it on Spotify or whatever. Singled yeah. all the way. Singled all the way is really cute. Single, okay. Yeah. So the case of the ceramic squirrel stabbing. Okay. So (laughs) this one is really, truly just like, what is wrong with people? So this um, is a story that takes place on Christmas Eve, which should be a night of excitement and anticipation. Well, it certainly wasn't for a South Carolina husband and wife during their Christmas Eve in 2013. On this night, 44-year-old Helen Williams had a thirst for beer like she'd never had before. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, her husband wasn't able to purchase the beer because all the stores were closed because it was late on Christmas Eve and stores are closed. Right. Um, (laughs) According to Williams, what happened next, so according to um, Helen, this is what she told cops, what happened was that her husband slipped and cut himself, causing immense bleeding all over their house. Oh my God. But according to police, the reality is, when Williams realized her husband had not come home with the beer she had such a thirst for, she flew into a fit of rage and she specifically used a ceramic squirrel to beat him over the head with, then what? proceeded to take the broken ceramic squirrel that she'd hit him with and stabbed him <gasps> with it in the shoulder and the chest. Um, so despite her claims that her husband had slipped and fallen, um, she apparently couldn't really give him a straight answer <sighs> as to why she was covered in his blood. And um, luckily her husband did survive. And she was arrested, and hopefully his Christmas gift was a divorce. Oh, that poor guy. I mean, talk about domestic violence. I mean. And, you know, most of the time it's women getting beaten, but, yeah, but Jesus. Just, she beat him with a ceramic squirrel. This just smells of meth to me. Yeah. I mean, she had a thirst for beer like she'd never had before. <laughs> that was not, those aren't my own words, but they're really good words. Okay. The case of the fake heart attack. So. Have you ever faked being sick to get out of work of school? Of course, everyone has. Well, during the 2014 holiday season, one dude took this idea to a whole new level. This gentleman, otherwise known as 27-year-old Gerard Dupree, was joined by 30-year-old Taurus Scott to pull off a very weird heist at a (laughs) Lake Wales Walmart. When the two men arrived at the location, they entered and placed three items into a shopping cart. One leapfrog tablet, sorry, leapfrog tablet, one Barbie car, and one Barbie Glam Vacation House, all of which equated to around 
$370. While Scott remained with a cart full of Christmas gifts, Dupree approached one of the store's exits. That's when Dupree grabbed his chest and fell to the ground, faking a heart attack to distract security guards at the store. As all eyes were pointed at Dupree, Scott strolled right out the front door with the stolen items. Once Scott was clear, Dupree stood up, hands still on his chest, and walked out the front door. <laughs> the dastardly duo then met up in the parking lot and drove off. So... And they think they're really, really right? smart. Yeah. They're like, we did it. We got, you're out of the store. We've gotten away with it. Well, um, their troubles really just began when they left because, as you said, thanks to security surveillance yeah. cameras in and around the Walmart, the entire crime from putting the items in the cart to driving away from the parking lot was taped and st saved for the police to study later. And eventually the two were arrested and charged with grand theft. Dum-dums. I mean, <laughs> just because you make it out of the store... Like, we made like, it. You got to cover your face. You got to go separate direction. I mean, yeah. not that I think people should do this. So I'm not trying to like. But if you're going to do it and want to be successful, you should plan a little bit better. Yeah. This is my very favorite story. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> and, they, and this guy calls this the case of the ho-ho home invasion. <laughs> so when most people think about home invasions, they think about an event similar to films like The Strangers or Assault on Precinct 13. I don't, I don't necessarily think that. But a calculated group of creeps breaking into a building to terrorize innocent people. That's sure. what we think of of home invasions. Um, well, this was not the case in 2011 when 44-year-old Terry Trent broke into the Henderson household through their back door. They were his neighbors. He didn't attempt to terrorize the homeowners. Instead, he snuck in and lit candles on a coffee table and in the kitchen. Then he started watching TV, turning the volume up high. He started decorating um, for Christmas. He put a wreath up on their door. This, all of this noise, awoke the 11-year-old boy sleeping upstairs. Oh, and the boy um, came down and discovered Trent sitting on his couch watching TV after he just decorated the house for Christmas. <laughs> Trent, the break-in, or the yeah, home invader, was apparently very polite to the boy. Specifically, the man said, um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go. Eventually, the boy wakes his mother, who calls 911. They arrest him. He doesn't oh put up a fight. Um, but it turns out that the reason he did all this is that he was, like, high as a kite on bath salts. <gasps> and um, that was how the bath salts That's, uh, well, at affected least him. Well, I was going to say, like, you don't equate bath salts with um, somebody doing, like, the most polite, pleasant, kind of helpful home yeah. invasion ever. Like, thanks for decorating for Christmas and, like, lighting the candles and making our house cozy and holiday cheer-like. Oh, my God. But he was high on bath salts, busted in to his neighbor's house and um, was totally chill. That's crazy because all my mind goes to is the Golden State Killer. I mean, just bath salts. Whenever yeah. I hear the word bath salts, I just think of like someone trying to eat another person's face. Yeah, because that's, Cause that's what, happens, what happens. Or that's what we've heard so many times. So <laughs> I guess the takeaway from that story is bath salts aren't always bad. No, no I'm just kidding. They're do terrible. <laughs> don't, do, don't do bath salts. So in, um, I guess, homage to kooky, crazy... Sometimes scary Aunt Sandy. Oh, I love her. I bring you those bizarre Thank you. Christmas crimes. No, those are <laughs> those are good. They're wonderful. And I think sometimes it's good to, you know, we're we're There's a lot. Like there was I read so many different articles where a lot of the same ones pop up, but there's one where a couple went into a pet store and stole two snakes and the cash register. And when they got <laughs> caught, they were like, Well, we just wanted to get our son a Christmas present. <laughs> because you know everyone wants a couple of snakes and a cash register um from santa 
I'm trying to think if there was any other ones. Yeah, there was the Santa Con one that I thought right. I was telling you. Not just that a man who, I guess, sort of resembled Santa it's Claus. It's really smart, actually. Like, Santa Con one? Yeah. It's really he smart. He got away with it. They've still never caught the guy. Because you, you know, Avril and I both worked in a bar where I think Santa Con kind of ended. They had, like, a route, route yeah, that they rough. went. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. And I was talking to my husband about Santa Con. He's like, you know, I feel like if I was younger, I would have thought this would be fun. I'm like, True. But, but they weren't young. No, no. They're I mean, like, some of them were some young. Of them, yeah, it's, it ranges. You know, the oftentimes the girls and would get like slutty, you know. Santa outfits. Slutty yeah. Santa Like outfits. if you were going as like a slutty Santa Claus for Halloween. Like that's the costume. Yeah. But I told him, I was like, listen, buddy, these are not professionals. These are like, it's like rookie hour. It's like when I complain about Halloween, it's the mm-hmm. same. And people just like throw up. And it's like. It's horrible. And it's it's like. It's nasty. It's just sloppy from like the instant it begins. Yeah. And we were, I think, at the end of the route. We were so at the end. So it was really rough. We were right, like we were near the East Village. So it was just like. Ugh. Yeah. Everybody was already wasted and very loud. Yeah. I wonder, has anyone out there in our listening universe yeah. ever done some SantaCon stuff? Or do you have a SantaCon story? That Call like us. says something nice about Santa Claus. Yeah, let like, us can know. Can you refute this? Because we have we have some you know PTSD a little bit about you know. Yeah, it was. But that one dude, he used smart the whole like lunacy and idiocy of of what SantaCon is in terms of the sheer volume of just drunk Santas walking around and successfully robbed a bank. <laughs> so I'm guessing that guy didn't actually oh participate God. in SantaCon. Do you know what I think is a crime right mm. now for Christmas holiday season? Whether or not, and I, you know, unfortunately, not not unfortunately, fortunately, if you are Jewish and don't do not celebrate Christmas at all, this isn't even a problem and you have kids. Have you heard of Elf on a Shelf? I have. Okay. And I don't I, understand. So, okay. Like, where did it come from? Like, everyone talks about Elf on the Shelf, like, that it was always there. No. I was a child once, not that long ago, and there was no Elf on a Shelf. Like, where did it come from? Uh, no, I, I don't know. Um, we can look it up, but I will say, my daughter wants one so bad, and I have just, like, always refused it, refused it, because I personally have so much, so much going on. Yeah. And so, so I think essentially, and... Probably everybody knows this, but this is, I'm like catching up. I really don't actually know. Okay, what so it is. what it is is every night, so Elf on the Shelf watches the kids, and every morning he's somewhere else. Like, oh, like because he's moving around he's watching moving around them. Around so are we them. also trying to like terrorize and traumatize the That's children? That's what would happen for me. Yeah. I would, I, because I, one of my biggest fears as a kid was like my dolls waking up and oh like murdering me um, or waking up and coming out of I the think toilet. I, saw, I think I saw Chucky. That's not the name. It's called Child's Play. But I, I'm pretty sure yeah. I saw that movie before I was 11. Oh, for sure. Because it's like a little... Because it doesn't... It seems like it would be silly horror. Yeah. And I had one friend whose mom let us watch whatever we wanted. Like, yeah. I think I watched Cliffhanger at a very young age. <laughs> yeah. Still love that movie. Um, but yeah, that's terrifying. So yeah, so so the so elf moves around. The, the and, then, elf is, and, and it's like... It's basically like, you better... You better, be you good. know, behave. You better be good. So the threat of Santa was just no longer... exactly. Like giving you coal that was no longer sufficient for today's children yeah. to be good. Yeah. So we had to invent an uh, elf that stalks them uh-huh, through the house. Uh-huh. And I, uh, listen, if you have the energy to do that as a parent, uh, good on you. Like, I, I don't judge you or anything. Oh, no. I mean, I guess. But for me, you. here's the thing. I think maybe I do judge you because, well, no, here's what it is. I, I don't want to lie to my kids that there's, well... I guess I'm lying to them about Santa, so right. I'm a bastard. But, like, why add more to it? I just can't do it. I can't do it. Um, the other fun thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we go, and it's not it's not a Christmas rom-com, but Gremlins is kind of... Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. 
it's kind of a Christmas movie. And one of our uh, our partners, or not partners, one of our fellow podcasters from the network we're on, oh, the from Connected, Connected. Yes, they the it, they're dismembering horror. And are they, they doing Gremlins? They're doing Gremlins. Oh, and it I'm looks all over good. that. Check yeah. that out. Yeah. Also, Gremlins. What a good movie. I know. And why isn't that? That is a holiday movie. It's a Christmas present. It is. Let's watch it. Okay. Okay. Deal. All right. Well, we love you guys. Yes, and we will talk to you next. Yeah. Week. Thanks for joining us. you enjoyed this episode of rom crime if you did like it please rate review and subscribe all those good things and share it with a friend who you think might be into the rom-com true crime genre that we're dipping our toes into follow us on all social platforms at rom crime we'll see you next week with another rom crime with avern and vanya produced directed edited and researched by us till next week